Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Trolls of the Two-Ton Bridges, or TO Triple TB. My name is Greg Dykes, and I will be your dungeon master for this evening. Tonight, after a very successful fight in Maylar's throat, the party have had a nice, relaxing uh, refreshments recuperated at Wakanga's Villa, and now are settling in for an evening of contemplation and uh, maybe a little bit of, of soul-searching through through conversation. But before we dive into this evening's events, uh, I have with me uh, John Hull, a.k.a. Percy Silverlight, uh, to make a little announcement. Hello, Greg! Hello, hello and welcome. Uh, Thank you. John, uh, what, 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 can our, what can our listeners look forward to just now? Uh, okay, so at, at some point probably within the next week or so we're hoping to uh, release a a little bit of a refresher for all of you so the mm. the nice thing about this is that it will be a a good dropping in point if you uh, if you just kind of want to get into the story uh, what we've managed to do so far um, it'll be a, a bit of a summary of all of the the uh, adventures that we've managed to uh, have thus far if you're if you're new to the podcast, I imagine it's quite a good way to uh, to catch up with those who have been more regularly listening. And absolutely, for those of you that have been regularly listening, if you've forgotten something, be a good way of catching up, as as John says. Yeah, I certainly intend to listen to it because I don't know what's going on. Me too, and that's slightly concerning because I'm running this game. <laughs> Touche, sir. <laughs> <laughs> But obviously, uh, all of you guys can check us out over all of the social media channels that we have. Uh, that'll be Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and that's on T O Triple T B Podcast. That's T O T T T B Podcast. Come say hello. Tell us that we're doing an amazing job and uh, exactly, you know, what kind of things you like for dinner. Yes, please. We 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 desperately need validation here. <laughs> But both John and I uh, invite you all to join us tonight for adventure. Percival Silverlight. Wakanga, merchant prince of Port Nianzaru, once again displays his skills of entertaining us. We have spent an evening in his and Zindar the Harbormaster's presence, discussing our victory in Melar's throat over the undead horde and the thorn in the side of Nianzaru's supply route, namely pirates. We have bathed and eaten, and a somewhat reflective mood has overtaken us. As Zibi and myself relax in our quarters, smoking cigars and supping whiskies. Rana is nowhere to be found, 
other than sounds of protest from Wakanga's staff deep in his mansion, and Siliqui has disappeared with Wakanga once again. Of course, I expect they're just discussing unimportant trifles. Adventure! He, he sounded like he was almost possessed. It didn't sound like his own voice. Well, that doesn't sound like Zetembe. No, it was like somebody was coming through him and speaking, but it was only to me. And whilst I, I want to trust my, my group of people that I'm with, something really concerned me that he said, that I'm concerned. One of the things that he said may actually be about one of my group members, potentially is about Zibi. And Zippy, from what I know of him, is wonderful. So I was really shocked to hear this from Grandfather Sembi's mouth. Um, but the only other people I have to speak about it to is, well, Percival. And, um, you know, I know Percival's apparently done everything, but um, I don't know if I can really open up to him quite in the same way. Um, and Rana, who is very, very, you know, straight and to the point. <laughs> no, I can quite understand that. Mm. He said... A few things. He mentioned that Robert's um, murderer may, may be coming, or maybe here, um, or close. But he also mentioned beware of the thunder. Now, obviously, as you know, uh, Zibi's. Um, uh, well, I suppose you know he he follows Thor. It's come up once or twice. Yes, he's never done any wrong by me, and obviously Thor is a god of thunder. But I am slightly concerned now that. All of our, our little crew, they for some reason call themselves a fisherman friend at the moment. Don't ask me why. It's a working title. Um, <laughs> we, um, to be confirmed. Yeah, I mean, I mean yes. <laughs> um, I'm a little bit concerned that I thought of all the people in our group, he'd be the one person I could trust and open up to. So now I'm concerned about telling him anything about Robert, just in case. They don't know anything about Robert at the moment. I haven't told them any of this. And I don't know what to do. I mean, I know you hardly know me, but I needed somebody to talk to, and I don't know who I can trust, really. Wakanga is... He's quiet for a moment, looks up into the sky, processes what, you, what you've been saying, and he looks to you and says, Tell me again, exactly what did Setembe say? you bear with me i'm going to get the exact words i'm going say, to would consult you, would you my like brain me to, memory would you like me to just tell you because i know yes. word for word i'm yeah. going to consult my brain memory called the gm yep, yep. just uh, yeah hmm. through the gm, GM. Um, yep because this is yeah again this is something this would uh, have stuck in your mind uh, mm -hmm. what grandfather stembe said was the one who killed phoenix is coming beware the thunder yep at that wakanga frowns and says the one who killed phoenix is coming not come not here no so i assume he's they're on their way zetembe and the acolytes of severas have been known occasionally to be gripped by prophecies of more shall we say weighty subjects than the mundane comings and goings of merchants that we have here. Part of the reason I have such a good relationship with Zetembe is it helps to have a, uh, a seer 
in your back pocket. I would say to you so far that you do not know for certain that this prophecy, indeed if it is prophecy that uh, this was, refers to your good friend the Reverend or to something completely different. Exactly, I don't know, but because that came out of the blue and I haven't really had much chance to have much heart-to-hearts with Zibi, it's made me a bit concerned. Um, I mean, maybe Zibi might know who it could be about if it's not about him, but obviously, if it potentially is him, what do I do? I mean, people who killed Robert, I know the night he died, he did manage to kill some men before he died, and the people that he killed, they were part of a group called the Poltergeists. Have you ever heard of the Poltergeists? It is not a name that rings familiar with me, but then... You are from wherever you guys are from. I never really, like, determined exactly where you guys were when you came over to Cholt. I, th- I thought it was Waterdeep. I mean, it it could have been Waterdeep. Um, I, to be honest, well, again, it the te- doesn't... That's where the temple is for, uh, for Thor anyway, so... Uh... Mm. Yeah, right, okay. It, it could have been another city that I've travelled to this other city to to meet up, so... I that particular detail was a bit nebulous my main goal in the teleporting you to Chult was to say that yeah there was this uh, weird dissonance of being transported across the world so I would have thought Waterdeep would be in not maybe the same time zone but it's not that far because it's right north of the up the Sword Coast so I wouldn't have thought I wouldn't have thought Waterdeep would have been in the right time zone we can work that out later Um, but uh, yeah what Wakanga says is just that, you know, he doesn't recognize the name Poltergeists, but says a little surreptitiously that he knows people. And if Siliqui would like, he can put out some feelers here and there and find out what he can. See if he can perhaps find some information. If you could, that would be so amazing. I mean, it would mean so much to me. More importantly, Wakanga says, is adventuring groups more experienced than yours have fallen to the the weakness of distrust your friends however little you may know them you are in this fight together and though of course the choice is yours and I I thank you for placing your trust and again he sort of lightly squeezes your knee in me it would be wise to at least talk to your friends about your past. Perhaps if you wish to keep the prophecy itself to your chest. I think I, what I may do is um, I may speak to them, but keep the part about the um, Beware of Thunder out of it for now. But obviously I can talk to them about Robert and about the other part of the prophecy just to um, see where that goes for now until I know them a bit better. Perhaps look to see if there is any recognition. That would at least give you some idea as to if there is some some guilt there or some hidden secret. Perhaps hmm. you will know by his reaction. This is very true. I do appreciate all of this, um, Wakanga. And I, as I said again, I, I'm sorry that we didn't tell you about the jug to start with. I mean, have you seen an alchemy jug before? Would you like us to... Um show you it tomorrow i must say i have not i would very much appreciate seeing uh your jugs i mean your the alchemy jug <laughs> careful we can go who somebody's had a couple of drinks haven't they <laughs> um, freudian slip freudian slip <laughs> uh 
No, what kind of? You have to let me make let, uh, make you lunch tomorrow. There's something that the alchemy jug provides that's delicious, and I know it can make the most wonderful addition to a lunch. You have to let me make you lunch tomorrow. Wakanga is certainly intrigued, but he yawns, stretches, and then says, I think perhaps now is a good time to to retire for the night, do you not think? I think that sounds splendid. I am clean. I do not smell of ogre or dead ogre, which is terrific. <laughs> and I'm exhausted. <laughs> so sleep would be amazing. Okay. As you make your way back into the villa, mm-hmm. nope. Okay, Wakanga <laughs> um, nope. walks you yeah. back through, um, and if you would allow him, we'll take your arm. Mm-hmm. Bit of an narrow and- corridor, mind you. Yeah, a bit of a narrow corridor. Probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> Maybe yeah, wait probably, till you get to there. Yeah, yeah ladies, <laughs> ladies first. That he will escort you across the hall and back down to where the guest rooms are mm-hmm. and we'll say to you well my dear this is where i leave you for the evening roll me an insight check 15 and 5 20 <laughs> rather i see you <laughs> she's just running around <laughs> Uh, yeah, Wakanga uh, appears to be uh, making a move for a kiss. Okay. Will you let him? She does. Lovely. He gives you a kiss goodnight and says, Sweet dreams, my lady. And then turns to head back to his own room. And you see as he kind of goes around the corridor, <laughs> you see him go, Hey, Rana! <laughs> <laughs> Come back here! <laughs> and a few minutes later... <laughs> Rana, I'm going to say you, you, you get shepherded back, probably by flanked by a couple of gladiators. <laughs> <laughs> Rana, Rana was just just splashing his feet in the ornamental fish pond in the parlour. <laughs> I saw you running around. <laughs> the GM sees everything. I'm going to put you over here, Rana, <laughs> and I'm going to close the door. <laughs> It looks like there's uh, three cushions in that room. There are indeed. Uh, sorry, the beds are through. Oh. Oh, is that like a little lounge area? Yep, it's a little oh, lounge area. The beds are through oh. here. Oh, does, does not everyone's bedroom have a lounge attached to it? <laughs> With cushions on the floor and a weird little pond at the end. Noob. Well, there are two bedrooms and you have, a, you have a lounge just attached to that. So, Zibby and Percival, you guys would have been in this room for probably, uh, I don't know, maybe about 15, 20 minutes or so while Siliku was having this conversation. Oh, it smells a little bit like boys' bedroom in here. <laughs> yeah, it is. Be, be quiet, Siliku. You're not here at the minute. <laughs> We've just washed. Jesus. Uh, Zibby and Percival, are you guys doing anything, having any conversations with each other or, or doing anything in particular, or are you just kind of like heading um, off to bed? Um. So per- Percival is is just lounging on one of these pillows, mm-hmm. and uh, he he uh, looks over at Zibby and uh, pulls out a little little box, opens it up and and puts some snuff on the back of his hand and you know. <laughs> oh, I just uh, would you, would you care for any Zibby snuff? I maybe not right now. 
Doesn't go very well with the whiskey. Is that fairy snuff by any chance? Fairy snuff. <laughs> well, no, no, definitely not. <laughs> it's far too hard. Far too hard for Percival's lucky. Um, <laughs> you started to sound like you were channeling Julian Clary for a minute. Oh, God, yeah. Um, so, so um, how do you feel uh, tonight went? I, well, it went better than I expected. Mm. I was thinking that maybe an entire horde of zombies might have been... Um, a bit much. <laughs> we seem to manage it, though. There's some delightful shatter stuff that you did. Oh, hey, I was very pleased with that. As you should be. I've been considering that for quite some time. <laughs> very good. Very good, yes. I think the little bit of help from uh, the Dragonborn chappy and uh, Wakanga here, I think that came down very well. Yes, and... Uh, Rana? Do you, where is Rana? <laughs> I, have not, I keep hearing shouting about put some damn pants on. Um, no, no, that'll be Rana, yeah. yeah probably. So uh, we know he's okay. Yeah, that's good. Yes. As, long as, as long as he doesn't get into somebody else's bed or something, you never know. Hey, well, you never know. They might make it. That's true. <laughs> you don't know until you try. So, um, I, I know that you... Uh, you wanted to to come here to have a look at the the death curse but i mean why you zippy well to be honest the abbot wants me to do um make up for some misdemeanors in my past life um i was a bit of a naughty boy when i was younger I uh, turned into being the very naughty boy when I was younger. So I've been living at the temple for about 10 years. The abbot thought it might be time for me to get out and about in the world again. So, so what, you were sort of under house arrest? What was it, scrumping? Zippy <laughs> <laughs> gives him a look and says, it's a bit worse than scrumping. Um... There was a bit of an incident, uh, a fracas, you might call it, in the middle of town, which didn't go very well for the person that um, I was fracarring with. In actual fact, he wasn't able to fracar with anybody ever again. So, uh, not something that I'm particularly uh, impressed with myself for at the moment, but uh, I'm trying to make up for it. And that's how you got into the whole Thor's my god and I've got a big hammer smashy smashy thing, yeah? More or less. Thor was uh, was always somebody that we'd been aware of in my original home. I we'd, We lived in a little place called Farco up in the north. Unfortunately, it's not there anymore. It's destroyed by a white dragon. We found that later. It's called Isaron too. A nasty bitch called the Icing Death. Uh, so we travelled to Waterdeep to start a new life, and uh, the family was hoping that my life would be as uh, as was my father's life before him, uh, as, as as a ranger looking after everything. I guess. Um, unfortunately, I decided that my new life was going to be with one of the street gangs there. 
Easy money, easy women, easy drinks, easy everything. Yes. Kind of grabs hold of you and doesn't let go. Oh, I do understand. If you've ever been to Waterdeep, you might have heard of them. They're called the Crazy Roosters. Uh, will I have heard of the Crazy Roosters? <laughs> uh, me. I don't know. Will, will Percival have heard of them? Um, well, they're not, terri- they're not terribly big. They're sort of maybe, maybe on a good day, mid-level. Yeah. And that would have been 10 years ago. Yeah, I was going to say, they're probably like low-level folks. Yeah, more. It's kind of what, it's but kind then of what I'm there's a difference yeah. to whether Percival, even if Percival hasn't heard of them, whether he will say he's heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> there is a difference there. Um, what, what, would I roll? What would I was I gonna say uh, roll like a history? history or like an intelligence because it's it's in that it's in that vein of kind of like memories which doesn't have its own check so let's yeah. go let's go with history. I think history makes sense, doesn't it? It does, All right. sort of. If there was a crime one as well, that would also make sense, but there's not. So sixteen, sixteen. Yeah, not that's bad. not bad. But to be honest, I think the low level of it it probably means that's not enough. Really, it's maybe it's like one of those okay. instances where you're just kind of like. I've got a feeling I've heard the name, but I'm not entirely sure if it was connected with this or something else. Oh, right. right. Okay. Yeah. You know, they were just yeah. about mid-level, about, you know, sort of a decade ago. Um, so, and the gangs changed so quickly. So, yeah. yeah Chances are well. slim that you do um, actually know them, Percival. Okay. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. The crazy roosters. Yeah. They wore, wore red hats. <laughs> something like that, wasn't it? <laughs> They're a bunch of massive cocks, if that was you mean. Um, I was not in the best frame of mind, and uh, I had a vision um, that led me to the temple. It's a vision of St. Celestine the Broken, who I followed blindly through the town. Found myself on the steps of the Temple of Thor, and Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your maiden aunt. Funny you should mention that. <laughs> they, they both are. Thor's your god. It's probably about this time uh, that Siliqui comes back. Just as you sort of said that, she sort of wanders back in the door. Not long after that, Rana joins her. Pushed through the door. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You, you see you see two burly men just sort of push you through and a slam of the door afterwards. Rana, what did you do? Is Rana still there? Rana? Rana's here. He's raided the kitchens. <laughs> Rana sat down on one of the cushions, um, inexplicably holding a chicken wing um, or some such. Um, but no one's no one's seen any food since they went to the bath, so no one has any idea where he necessarily would have got it from. Um, and Rana just sort of shrugs and says, when to look around women in dresses did not wish to see me and then doesn't say anything else and then just carries on eating his chicken and licking his fingers you didn't get in anybody's bed then that's good Barna looks confused and says was no bed just many cushions carries on eating. <laughs> that's probably actually quite true there are a lot of cushions around the place um <laughs> any other interactions you guys want to do anything you want to discuss before turning yeah. in Rana Rana looks up at Percy and hmm? points yeah. at him with the chicken wing. No, I've just eaten. Thank you. Well, so I kind of like licking his fingers on the other hand, and then points uh, at Percy's hip where his ra- where his rapier would be, mm-hmm. and says, yeah. "Why does sword catch fire?" 
and then has another nibble. Zippy looks up and goes, I, I was wondering about that myself. Well, uh, I, uh, I, I have a, a particular kind of oil that, uh, that catches fire when I, I've got a little flint on the end of, of the, uh, the handle here. And, uh, at certain points I'm able to, uh, make it catch fire. It's a little oil that, uh, a, an artisan friend of mine came up with. He's, uh, very good at coming up with interesting little doodads and what have you, you know? So it's purely mechanical, then? Oh, yes. Yes. Why do you ask? Just not seen it before. Was you expecting um, Percival to be magical? Did you honestly think he had those kind of powers? Don't get me wrong, Percival. You're a great fighter, but I don't think you're magical. No, I, I, I don't really hold any truck with uh, magic, you know? <laughs> if he looks at him sideways. I mean, you guys are <laughs> superb, but uh, no, it's not really the kind of thing that, uh, that I get stuck into. Well, I suppose clerical and druidic magic are both divine. religious in the same format, aren't they? Yes, they are. Yeah. Yes. So what about um, Monk? Now, you know, they, she's the way of the sun soul. So she's spiritual. Like spiritual. It's kind of, it's more yeah. metaphysical yeah. than an actual, like, god giving yeah. you magic like a cleric. Yeah, it's more, much more it comes from the soul. Almost like a Not sorcerer. It's, it's a bit like the force. Isn't kind it? of, yeah. I think the, the basic idea is that wizards and sorcerers... And if they work with the weave of magic, don't yeah. they? That's kind of like underlies mm. everything. Well, technically, the weave is a source of magic, but the various spellcasters have different ways that they access it. And mm. wizards are like the ultimate, they actually learn to manipulate it on their own. Sorcerers they also have are to really born... study it and learn it rather than born yeah, with it. Yeah, it's, it takes a lot of study to work out how to do it. Whereas a sorcerer is literally born with a connection to it. They are like, they're almost like kind of think Anakin Skywalker that kind of like they are a physical link to the weave it's like an extension of them so like you yeah. would open your hand and they can manipulate it in the same way that you can control your body yeah okay. it really screws over that whole you know years of like there's, there's there's a reason there's so many memes of wizards being like I spent so many years and you can just do it I studied this for 35 <laughs> years <laughs> do you know how much debt I'm in now yeah. <laughs> Well, student debt's up the eyeball. Warlocks are gifted yeah. it, aren't they? Through a link. Is Warlocks it? are enslaved by it. They are, yeah, they are given power. Or, well, rather they... so uh, Don't they make a deal with someone to get it? Or something yeah, so, they're, so their spellcasting is charisma, which to my mind means that essentially they ask their patron to cast the magic for them. So it's not actually them using the magic. It's actually the patron casting the magic for them. Yeah. Um, well, the, the, the only difference between... Um, I think it was the only dis difference between paladins and warlocks is one has a boss and one has a sugar daddy. I would I would change that. <laughs> yeah. I would change that purely for clerics instead of paladins because paladins if you actually read it it's the oath that gives them their power because they can yeah, be sworn they can be sworn to religion but they don't have to be. It's actually their true, oath yeah. that gives them power. You can be you, you, you can be sworn to a moral ideal. Can't yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So again, that's a, again, that's a metaphysical thing rather than a uh, rather than anything else, isn't it? So, really, palad paladins are more or less monks. Yeah, but with more magic and then, than and then yeah. druids are kind of their natural magic. So it's like the nature that they protect and live in that sort of manifests a weave, sort of in that kind of natural sense. Also, I think monks monks draw their power from stuff that's internalized. So they have yeah. they do everything with key. 
So they sort of like they yeah. they kind of they look at sort of you know stillness of body that's held within themselves. Whereas paladins do a similar thing, but I think it's more externalized. So they think they of use Iron their Fist to draw and things he's pain in the, the ass self. I think we kind yeah, think, of we've wandered off the actual role play sorry. and we're just discussing this as players now. Um, this is just, yeah, this is just. I'm not entirely sure if your player characters are actually discussing the ins and outs of how the weave works. Have you heard of D and D? There's some really interesting types of classes in this game. I've heard of Would it. Would you like to play? Yeah, shall we? We've got, uh, we've got a nice floor space. Okay. So Rana's asked Percival that. Um, yeah. Let's move around to Siliqui. Is there anything you want to talk about with the others? So, uh, hello, I'm back again. I've just had a lovely um, peruse around the garden with um, with Wakanga. Percival's um, eyebrows raise. That's not a euphemism, Percival. We had a... Oh, sorry. We I walked in the garden and we sat under a tree. Anyway, I spoke to him a bit because he has been very, very good to us. He's helped us quite significantly several times now. And, and this evening especially, he didn't have to come and help us and he chose to. So uh, I, I assume you told him about the jug. I did tell him about the jug, yes. Um, he wasn't um, offended at all, actually. He was, um, you know, that we basically outright lied to him. Um, he didn't see it that way. He would like to have a look at one, just because he's never seen one. So I did say that we will bring it along tomorrow. Um, Wait till he gets a load of the mayonnaise. Oh, I've already said to him it's a surprise, but I've said to him... I am making lunch tomorrow, and I intend to make everybody sandwiches with me. I mean, maybe you should warn him that it'll be covered in white goop. Oh, no, I've told him there's a special surprise with it, and it's delicious, and he seems to be quite trusting of me. Not that it's necessarily goop. Yes, <laughs> I will warn him once I actually serve it. <laughs> yes, we're having lunch with him tomorrow. Uh, don't, don't forget, we do have a meeting tomorrow. Well, we can... Do the lunch before you or do? afterwards after the meeting. Yes, do we have with one of the? Um, it's been so long since we actually did normal stuff, Percival. <laughs> I've totally forgotten all about plans. It's with, <laughs> yeah, so, so, so have I. <laughs> it's with one of the merchant princes, and we were going to talk to him about. Uh, oh, I remember. Yep, yep. I'm with you which now. One? Yep, it was Jobal. I think you guys were going uh, to yes, the Colosseum with Wakanga yes. to meet Jobal. Yes. That was it. Yep. Well, if we have lunch with um, Wakanga, then he can take us to meet um, Jobal. That's not a problem, is it? No, that sounds absolutely fine. And and I believe we've also got a, an appointment with Zatembe as well, because uh, I, I believe he's going to tell us exactly where the death curse is. He'll have a look. I, I don't think he, he said he would give us the exact location. Or at least yes. you gave him after... <laughs> Several episodes of me dropping hints, you finally clicked on to the fact that you needed to tell him that Soulmonger had a name. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it was only from episode one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, A team. But anyway, A -team. Um, now we're the A team, and, and now we've actually got some downtime. Um, we haven't actually spoken much about who we are, or what, you know, what we're doing here. Like, um, I know you're a great adventurer, Percival. And obviously, I know Zibi's a, a lovely cleric with Thor, and uh, he likes his armor. And I know Rana is straight to the point and um, likes eating. So, um, what's your reasons for being here, Percival? What made you come here, and what, what's your story? Your actual story, not your story from a book, your actual story. <laughs> Good to make um, that clarification. <laughs> I don't follow. What? 
um, uh, well, well, I mean, Siliqui, um, it's, it's more than possible to buy any one of my books and find out all about me. This is you true. wouldn't want me to just uh, talk to you right now and tell you all about the adventures that I've had because it would ruin ruin the books. Absolutely. It's like, it's like you're in three dimension then. It's like I'm seeing your book as a play, if you tell me. Oh, very well. Um, uh, well, I, I, I was asked to come on this adventure by Sindra, I'm assuming the same as the rest of you. Um... I came for adventure and fortune and for what's good, you know? And the Faerun way. I mean, what does the death curse mean to you? Have you heard of the death curse before? Have you been affected or anybody you know been affected by it? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Very one-dimensional in the sense. (laughs) No. I mean, I, I, I knew somebody once who was brought back to life. Maybe that was affecting them now, but I don't really talk to them anymore. But what's, anyway, your, what's your story, um, though, um, Percival? You seem to be very... Um, uh, look over here, look at the shiny balls. When, when anybody asks you a deep question, I mean, um, who is Percival in the sense of where did you, where did you come from? Where, where did you start from? What, what's your uh, purpose in life? Uh, as, as an orphan. Oh, I'm very sorry about that. No, so was I. Um, I, uh, I was, uh, adopted by, uh, the noble knight, uh, Frederick Percival. Uh, sorry, Frederick Silverlight, not <laughs> Frederick Percival. What do the fuck that? <laughs> <laughs> Frederick oh. Silverlight. Oh. Yes, and, uh, he essentially, he trained me. Was he a fighter too? I am assuming so. If he, he's a knight, yes, he was. He was uh, what what might be known as uh, as a champion. Uh, he was. He was. He was a good man. Um, unfortunately, he is. He is actually in in uh, kind of older age now, and now it falls upon me to carry on the Silverlight name. And do do you get to see him very often or speak to him? I don't talk to him very much anymore. Um, although he he does hold the keys to the uh, the silverlight fortune, as it were. So I'm sure one day I might talk to him. And are you the only um, child he adopted, or is there more of you? There, there was. I, I did have a, a an adoptive brother as well, but uh, he he died. Uh, at an earlier oh, age. I'm, I'm very sorry. No, no, these things happen. We were on an adventure. Uh, interestingly, looking for pirate treasure. Um, but uh, no, he, he died, I'm afraid. It's quite sad, really. Buy my book about it. <laughs> <laughs> he was eaten by a... And you'll need to buy my book to find out the rest. <laughs> uh, which one was that? Because I've got a couple in here. <laughs> that ought to be the boonies, my good man. I'll make sure I read that one yes. first. I uh, I did notice that you were waving them around earlier. Um, uh, question, sorry, just to butt in. I, I'm loving the roleplay so far, uh, but sorry. Zibby, do you have those books with you, or did you leave them at the Giggling Squid? Uh, no, they're probably in my in the book bag in the uh, app in my room. In in the Giggling Squid, yep. Yeah, in all the right, yep. squid, no, yeah. no worries, no worries. Yep, sorry, just wanted to double-check where they were. <laughs> 
Sorry, continue. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, uh, I, I think you'll you'll find it quite interesting, Zibby. Uh, there's there's quite a few interesting little stories and tidbits about my younger life in all of those. I well, had a little flick through, and uh, uh, it seems quite interesting. Apparently, some guy was crying from start to finish. Uh, not quite sure why uh, yet, but uh, those those are my reviews. I think you're talking about. I was about to say, <laughs> was that uh, the Faerun Times uh, review? Uh, the the, the <laughs> oversensitive observer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love um, it. Percival, if you, what about your old family now? Do you have um, do you have children? Do you have a partner? No, I I. Uh... I, d- I don't have any children, no. Um, I did once have uh, somebody who who you you could consider a partner, but uh, unfortunately, uh, she's no longer with us. Oh, I'm, it sounds like you've had some horrible experiences with with people close to you. Um, I hope they didn't suffer too much. And uh, you see, you see, Percival go a little bit quiet, which is kind of unusual. You know, Unlike him, and uh, and his hand just goes up to uh, just like a, a little silver uh, pendant that he's got. Silicree, uh, um, she stood quite near him. She um, she sort of stands a bit closer to him and, and puts her hand on his nearest shoulder, a sort of like a slight slight rub on his shoulder. But you know, uh, we do what we can, isn't that right? I, I think it, that we do. I think sadly in this um, in this world we um, we've all lost people we, we cared about and um, it doesn't get any easier unfortunately this is a very peculiar experience for me because as TM there's not much I can interject here this is just you guys <laughs> having a conversation <laughs> this is just unless you actually ask like like I'm not adjudicating this at all but it is very peculiar for me I'm just sitting here listening to you guys talk yeah, yeah. which is yeah it's fine by me I'm loving it but I just but just yeah just just uh, to, How I do- hope you Ooh, prepped yeah. for this Greg. I did I did I prepped I prep for more than this of course but um, but it was but I'm more than happy for you guys to chat through your backstories because as I think we've said before, we haven't, you haven't really had a chance yeah. to. It's quite weird how we haven't been able to chat through our backstories on all <laughs> that entire week of on a boat. You know, it's quite nice us all um, opening up like this. Should we go and get the uh, covers and the um, pillows from the other rooms and bring them in here and have a big, like, slumber party <laughs> where, and, and talk? Bring back some of that that uh, that whiskey. I was only talking about going to the bedroom right here. Roll survival to make yourselves a little duvet tent or something. <laughs> a fort. A fort. <laughs> yeah, a fort. Yeah. Right. Okay. 16. Uh. <laughs> oh, I got a 17. And what's your Okay, yeah. yeah. Between, between you, sure. Yeah, you managed to set yourself up a little kind of no, duvet. 19. I, I'm proficient in survival. So. Ooh. You're proficient and you've got two. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, that's I pretty shit. Yeah, I'm proficient in it because I don't. I've got a flat wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Rana. Rana, are you listening or are you eating? Rana, uh, are you there? Sorry. Toby? No, I'm there. I've just realised. I just reached across to pick up my drink and accidentally muted my microphone. So I was <laughs> <laughs> and I was going. This is very rude. No one's no one's paying any attention to me. I just. I just <laughs> I just looked down at the light. It's flashing, and I, I couldn't remember if that was on or off. And then, and then I had an existential crisis because I wasn't sure if I. Nobody's listening to me. Ah, <laughs> oh, seriously, with that mic, I've done that before. Where it's like, 
I've made the funniest jokes when we've been recording, and it's like, motherfuckers, they didn't even respond to that. And then I've carried on talking. It's like, they're not even giving me time to talk. It's so rude. They're not even noticing. And then, oh, I've been on mute for the last 25 minutes. <laughs> Something for me to bear in mind when I get the mic. Sorry, then. sorry. <laughs> so, you, you, you asked about, about Rana's reason for travelling to the, to the city. Yeah, just generally like, uh, you know, uh, what you know? What's your story, Dana? Where you know, I, I um, what do you care to share? I know um, some things might you might want to keep private, but what what um, tell us a bit more about Rana. Rana sort of uh, sits on the edge of a little pool and sort of you know dangles his hand in the water and he says, um, Rana has been lived alone for a long time on the edge of the tribe the fact I can change is respected by the tribe but they fear it also some think I am bad luck perhaps they do not wish me to come when they hunt so I must fend for myself people sometimes say or think that it is a bad luck to spend too much time around me I come to city, the elder of our tribe has fallen sick. He is old, has lived for many, many seasons. Many members of the tribe have lived and died and still the elder is with us. But recently he has grown sick, his limbs thin. He shakes and he cries in his sleep. The tribe feel that something is wrong bad dreams have plagued us the animals are difficult to hunt the trees that provide fruit are barren and life has become hard it was requested that I as I have some dealings with the traders who come to the village and I can speak the common tongue requested that I go to the city and see if anyone would understand or would know the reason behind the illness that my that the elder is suffering from and the difficulties that have befallen the tribe and then Rana sort of motions up into the air and says this talk of the soul manga I think perhaps my the elder has lived for more time or has had more time on the earth than many should I think perhaps this is connected as to why he now dies. If the elder dies, we lose much. I must save him if I can. And then Rama just sort of sits down. His story done. Uh, it seems like you've got a wee bit to uh, a wee bit to do with the wee man. Rana, anything we can do to help with that as well? Anybody we come into contact with who may be useful or may know something. I'm more than happy to try and talk to them for you as well and ask them. I mean, obviously you can talk yourself or if you prefer somebody else to sort of dictate or, he you know, help with the um, conversation, um, I'm more than happy to help with you as well because I would like to help. Rana nods in acknowledgement and says, City is strange. I do not understand the rules sometimes. Jungle, if you are hungry, you eat. You do not pay, you take. If a man or 
if something threatens you, you deal with it on the point of a spear. There are too many rules here and too many people. Sometimes I wish that when I was here, I could solve problems with the way I would before, but this would cause more trouble. It would do more harm than good. And he sort of sort of frowns into the mid distance. And he sort of nods as though he's you know, he's come to some you know, some realization in his mind and he says what I am learning and he looks up confidently and says Already I know now what a and he phrases the word very carefully like he's tasting it. A squid is <laughs> You do, Rana, and anything else that you would need to know or want to know, I'm more than happy to try and teach you. I, it doesn't matter to me that you're a druid. I think it's fantastic. I, I love seeing you change. I think some animal outfits suit you better than others, um, but they're all great. And um, I don't think any less of you. I think more of you. I think it's a, an admirable, an amazing thing, and I do not fear you. I, I trust you as an animal, and I'm... Um, you, I hope you see me as a friend or, or a different type of family that, that doesn't you know, fear you or run away. You're with family now. Rana nods and sort of gestures to the room and says, I have not lived so long, he says. But in all the years that I remember, and he thinks quite hard, so he counts off on his fingers because he's not, he's not great with numbers. He counts off on his fingers and he says... Uh, I have only ever really known three people. This is my uncle, he says, who died when I was a child. The elder, Chamak, and the one who saved me when I was hunting, who taught me this. And as he says this, he holds up a hand and you just see, just for a second, like sort of a tiger-striped fur sort of shimmers across his hand and then disappears. Very cool. And he laughs and he says, the one who saved me never told me his name. It is good, I think, that now I know three more people, three people and myself. And then he sort of nods. And then he sort of looks around, not not necessarily teary-eyed, but like almost, almost to the point where there might be a tear. And this is a terrible thing that has never been witnessed by any living human on pain of death. Hello, so, huh? uh, is it okay if I hug you? Rana looks a bit wary. It's okay, won't hurt. Rana, <laughs> Rana, Rana, Rana looks a bit wary and says, and sort of nods, and he says, I have seen the people in the village do this. But then he pauses and says, it's like the snake, yes? The one that strangles? No, it doesn't have to be horrible. It can be quite gentle and, and nice and warming. Look, it, do you trust me enough to show you? If it hurts, you can punch me in the face. Rana sort of... <laughs> sort of frowns at that and sort of very, very reluctantly sort of... As though, like, he's, he's, he's miming something he's, he's seen from a distance but hasn't ever really experienced because he, he, he's, he's, never, he's, he's never really been coddled in any real particular sense. Mm-hmm. I will go slowly and I will show you. So she walks up to him and she goes, right, I'm going to Are we to still talking this- about hugging? Yes. I don't be rude. I I'm going to put this hand on this shoulder, okay, gentle like this, and then I'm going to put mm-hmm. this hand slowly just around your back. I'm not going to squeeze hard, and then this hand I'm going to move a little bit more around your back as well, 
And then you pull slightly close to the other person, but slowly, not too tight. And you just stand like that for a while. And you do the same to me. So carefully put your arms around my back as well. So Rana, Rana sort of mirrors the action and stands there a bit sort of stiffly. And he looks, he looks over Siliqui's shoulder at Percy and Zibby and sort of widens his eyes slightly and makes a sort of like help. Uh, <laughs> she rubs his back anyway. Like this is, you know, it, it's being accepted, but under, under great duress. This is something that families do, Rana, as well as friends. I'm just going to interject here. I do want to know, Zibi and Percival, how are you reacting to this just scene of wonderful, beautiful awkwardness that is playing out before you? <laughs> I, said, I, uh, I think we're probably raising our eyebrows at each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, Per- Percival looks over at Zibby, eyebrows raised, and uh, yeah, looks, looks at, don't get me wrong, me, 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 myself, I think this is adorable, but this is just, this yep. sounds awkward as all hell. I can hear your judgment, <laughs> so, Percival and Zibby. I don't even need to see it. Everybody deserves to know what a hug feels like. No, Siliqui, Sil- Sil- there is no judgment at all. It's just I wasn't expecting to teach Rana how to hug today. Well... We have to learn about each other, and there's always things we can teach each other, isn't there? Rana, Rana meeting uh, Percival's gaze, his eyes suddenly widen and then narrow slightly. And you, Percival, you, you see him smile, but it's not, it's not necessarily a kind smile. It's, uh, it's quite a dark smile. Uh, and then very slowly you see uh, both of Rana's arms, which are around... Uh, around Siliqui's back, very slowly start to take on a sort of a chitinous, sort of spider-like shape. <laughs> um, uh, just the arms, uh, nothing else, and then he sort of... <laughs> Does Siliqui yeah. start seeing these arms? I don't know, does <laughs> okay. Perception. I'm assuming... Right, okay. I, I knew I shouldn't say things to Toby. He, he, he listens and he, he remembers. Ah, oh, man. Seven. Oh, I was going to say perception perception versus uh, Rada's deception. What's your deception? Uh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Hi. My, <laughs> yeah, my, my deception roll is 16. Okay. Perception is 7. Siliqui, you, you, you notice nothing out of the ordinary. <laughs> That's all fine. Yeah, from where we are, can we see? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. You, yeah. You guys don't even need to roll perception for that. That's obvious <laughs> to you. It's just, it's just, it's just soliloquy. So, uh, at which point, uh, Percival holds up uh, the a whiskey glass that somehow has magically has <laughs> he stolen it out of his hand? I don't know. He's just he's pulled it out of one of his pouches or something <laughs> yeah, for later, and uh, <laughs> and he just kind of he holds it up in the air and says, uh, "You know, Rana." I've always liked you. Rana, um, <laughs> just... Rana, Rana lifts a tip, like one sort of spiky, hairy tip, one sort of, you know, sort of black spider leg uh, up and sort of like gives him almost like a, like a sort of tapped sort of salute on the top of uh, Rana's head. And then mm-hmm. Rana steps Does back. Does see and, that from the corner of her eye, though? I was about to say, yeah, if you're doing that, that probably would alert Siliquis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. your arms. Yeah, sure. Rana, I love seeing all these animals. I did want to talk to you about this, so it backfires completely, which she's actually quite Rana, excited by seeing it. Rana is really annoyed that Siliqui didn't jump or scream. And so steps yeah. back quite quickly and his, his, his arms go back to normal. 
and he crosses his arms in front of his chest and his chest. And he, actually, he, he he huffs and stamps his foot slightly. I was um, going to say you didn't you didn't leave them as spiders and cross like six arms in front of you. <laughs> All awkwardly. No, yeah. no, he's, um, he's 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 a bit he's a bit he's a bit put out by this. His um, joke didn't yeah. work. <laughs> yeah, um, he, he was expecting a, he was expecting a, a a more a more vibrant reaction. Dana, I keep telling you, I I I, uh, I love or animals and I love seeing all the different shapes you you become. I did want to ask you, you know I'm an artist. Um if we're not doing any fighting and stuff at times, um you know I like to paint things, especially slightly abstract things or portraits and things. Right, you two don't listen because this might sound weird to you. Shut up, go away a minute, right? Anyway, Rana um paint me like one of your French girls. If um if you know if you it's feel Rana, up to it so one it, day it, it, it's paint me like one of your French poodles. Uh. Basically, but not. I mean, I, I don't always get to see all of the um, different types of animals that you're able to become in the wild or around myself. So I, I don't get to study them and uh, draw them or, or paint them. But some of them are beautiful and I would love to have them be able to just be natural but near me, you know, um, so they don't run away, so I can actually capture the beauty of them and paint them. Or try and eat you. It's an honor. He wouldn't try and eat me. Only as a joke. And anyway, I'm a vegetarian. He probably wouldn't like the flavor. <laughs> but anyway, Rana. Anyway, shut that person. Go away. Uh, uh, yeah, I was wondering. I know it might sound a bit weird, but um, if, if you're not busy one day and if, if you don't mind, would you mind posing for me and being a bit of a muse? A muse is like a... Um, uh, it's some, some, you know, something beautiful. It's like a whale, Rana. No, it's not. It's like um, what whatever it is that, that motivates you. And what motivates my art is whatever my muse is or, or the beauty in the world. Be you, but in animal form, being completely natural while I, um, while I paint you. Not actually paint you. Paint on a, you know, on a piece of paper the uh, a, um, image of you. The amount of additional detail that needs to go into one sentence. It's just <laughs> just doesn't take it wrong. <laughs> Rana, Rana looks sort of... Well, Rana sort of shrugs and says, it's good to practice my ability. He says, uh, I am more familiar with the forms I take than I can better use them. And he nods and he says, this is fine. This is not a problem um, I'm, ha- I'm happy to do this that'd be wonderful, thank you Rana he sort of glances over Silicon's shoulder at Percival and says what's a whale? <laughs> <laughs> oh you've set him off again now Rana, Percival that's, that's for another day <laughs> another day indeed for that Rana, you'd need to buy my book <laughs> Moby Richard <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. (laughs) Rana sort of nods and says, I have not worked out so much what all my gold is for yet, so perhaps this is a good idea. Well, I don't mind. I'm more than happy. I get a really good cut from my publisher. <laughs> oh, yes. Now, now it all comes out. It's all about the money. <laughs> Ron nods and says, uh, and says um, when we next pass uh, a merchant who sells these things, I will make sure to find a copy of this 
Roving Richard. Or <laughs> Did Moby Richard, yeah. Rana has no understanding of what a Moby is, but just assumes he'll understand at some point, so he just sort of nods and says, <laughs> okay, that's fine. Kind of a subpar electronic musician. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Oh, dear. Zibi, I've noticed you've been a bit quiet. She would like to know more about Zibi. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, she doesn't want him to have to repeat himself. You know, within like I was going to say, yeah, so for brevity's sake, we'll say that he repeats. Uh, well, uh, well Nick, what, do you, what do you feel like? Do you want to say it differently, or do you want just to say that we that you repeat what you said? Uh, maybe being a little bit less. Um, I think probably Zibi doesn't want uh, Siliqui to think badly of him. Because they get on quite well. Um, so maybe just... Basically, I was going to repeat the story and just not say to Siliqui that he actually killed someone. Just say, just keep the stories. You know, so, uh, he wasn't a particularly nice man when he was uh, uh, when he was younger. Uh, but then, um, when we were young, I mean, Zibi, in fairness, I mean, is anybody particularly nice? I mean, um, we all learn and make mistakes. I've got big regrets myself when I was younger that... Um, I feel I've learned from them and I feel like I'm a better person now. But um, I, I don't think it's unusual to think when you were younger that, you know, you may not have been so great. I've been delightful all my life. Yes, Percival. Completely delightful and not <sighs> annoying, even a little bit. I, you were delightful right up until the moment where we met you. <laughs> and then I was just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle in, guys. You've got you've got this guy <laughs> on your squad for the time being. Yeah, uh, sorry. Uh. <laughs> I was sorry to hear about your elder. Percy, I was sorry to hear about your brother. Siliqui. Who have we got to be sorry for you about again? <laughs> no, because you haven't told us your story. You've, you've only told it to um, uh, yeah. Kanga. Yeah. Siliqui, to be honest, Siliqui has been playing yeah. GM yeah. and asking you <laughs> interned questions. I've just been sat here. Um, <laughs> just... well, well, you know, what What would you like, I mean, what, what do you want to know? I mean, um... Well, yeah, we've we've kind of uh, laid a few truths in, at the the hearth of, you know, and so what about you? Where, where shall I start? I mean, what do you want to know? Why is it you're here? I'm here for several reasons, um, one of them being, obviously, I was contacted by um, Sandra, or Sinatra, whatever she's called. Sinatra. <laughs> Sandra Sinatra, Sinatra. yes. Um, I think that's what the, um, I, I see, the problem is, I know her name's Sindra, but on the envelope, the way it was written and the ink smudge, it looked like Sandra, so I've got it in my head and that's how it's stuck now. But anyway, she contacted me and I, I was looking for um, some more work as you know, we all do. We have to make ends meet and everything. I'm also looking for somebody very evil, somebody I cared for. Like, um, as we were talking about people who were not nice when they were younger, uh, you know, not quite often a lot of people aren't. This person who I cared for very deeply was nice all the way through their life. They are a beautiful person inside and out. And um, they did so much good in the world and try to change the world so hard to make it better. I don't know if any of you have heard of him. His um, name was Robert, is still a great man called Robert Phoenix. Um, Zibby, you may have heard of him yourself. Have I heard of him? 
He was a cleric of Tyr. So Zibby and Percival, you guys would know that uh, the name Phoenix uh, resonates as a character that's sort of similar to Percival. It's this kind of like, you know, he's a renowned cleric, considered one of the best of Tyr, and was known to be a fairly powerful cleric right. of justice. He saved my life, really. I was born to two parents. They weren't bad parents, but they were always, always going on adventures and leaving me with neighbours or anyone. I didn't know where I'd wake up each day. And eventually one of them died and the other one gave me to a monastery, a monastery called the um, of the Yellow Rose. I was a bit of a wild child. Yeah, I learned very quickly and then it meant that I had lots of free time. I was advancing quicker than any of the other children in the monastery. So I would entertain myself and I wanted to learn more and they couldn't control me, which upset the other people in the monastery. And I met Robert, and he actually helped my monastery. A horrible criminal gang tried to ruin our monastery. Wasn't the Roosters, was it? No. It was another horrible gang, extortion money from the monastery, who had very little, really. And Robert actually came and... um, resolved the situation for us and asked for nothing in return and then he came by quite a few times after that and um, he could see that I was um, full of energy and beans and um, used to kind of upset all the other people in the monastery quite a lot just on not on purpose obviously I, I just had a lot of energy and um, eventually um, there's something that some of the uh, monks do um, some of the greater monks of the monastery <sighs> how do I admit this have any of you heard of the great white worm The Great White Worm is a giant worm. It's dangerous, it burns, it's hot like lava, and to pass a test, later of the monks uh, would have to ride the Great White Worm, but you have to be of a certain level, Um, and obviously very well trained, And, and I was still a mere child, really. I got bored and I decided I could be as good as the rest of them. So I tried too. I, I took myself there one day and they caught me. I managed to ride that damn worm. I burned my foot, but I rode that damn worm. And it was at that point that they realized they couldn't really harness me in a, in a monastery anymore. So eventually, uh, between the elders of the monastery and, and Robert, they decided that I would be best placed to actually go and help Robert on some of his adventures. He needed a... Um, right-hand man or woman in my case anyway. I thought that the um, adventures would, would kind of tide me over and, and burn off some of my energy as well and, uh, and that I would be best placed. So did it burn off the energy? Well, it, it didn't burn me as much as that bloody worm on my foot, I tell you. <laughs> but the, um, he taught me so much more than that monastery ever could. I grew up with him. He showed me ways I couldn't possibly imagine and he was a great man. He was like a father, like a mentor of himself to me. And he would tell me all of his stories and his beliefs and everything. He would show me so much and I would learn so much from him. And the only thing he ever asked in return was that I would be his warden bodyguard. But as I was his bodyguard and with him all the time, I started getting known as well. I let all of the uh, fame get to my head um, and I took my eye off him one night, losing myself in drink and sinful behaviour. And unfortunately, I, he was found the next day dead 
because I, I left him. I stayed drinking and I stayed with the half-elf for the evening. I blame myself, but also nobody's ever paid for his death. Nobody has ever been punished for his death. And I can't let that go. I, I swore to myself that day that I would never drink and I would always, always be trying to hunt for the people who did this to him. So, but why, what does that bring you to Chult for, exactly? Do you think they're here? I've been looking all over. I have heard a rumour. Um, people may have heard of them or heard of him. Zibi, you talk about um, being not nice when you were younger. Have you heard of a group called the Poltergeists? Uh, Mr. DM. <laughs> Roll me a history check with advantage. A history check with advantage. And whisper it to me, please. Uh, okay. <laughs> Which, again, if you don't have proficiency in history, you do for this check because of your background. Right, okay. Sorry, just to add that little complication, but it just it makes sense for you two for this one. Proficiency is plus two, so that'd be plus three in total. Gotcha. Right, okay, cool. Bear with me. And for the podcast, this is wonderful radio play because it's just me tip-tapping in the background. <laughs> and complete silence with everyone going, ooh. ooh. This, is, uh, this is where I edit all of that. <laughs> <laughs> so we can say anything we like at the moment. Um, yeah. yeah. Start scatting. Kideki, <laughs> uh, right. Uh, so I've now sent back the reply. So, so Zibi, do you have you heard of the Portuguese? <laughs> After that five minutes or so of just silence, fatting. <laughs> <laughs> Zibi, yeah. have you have you spaced out? <laughs> uh, the Portuguese, you say? Um, They're a criminal. Group. It rings They're a vague bell. Um, I know it's nothing that I had any dealings with, but. Uh, it rings a vague bell for being um, uh, another gang in the city. I mean, I'd, I'd met them previously myself. Me and um, Robert, or Bob, as I, Bob as I call him. Um, we um, we had altercations with him in the past, but unfortunately, um, when uh, Bob was found the next morning, there were five other men around him who were dead. He'd obviously managed to take down five before he died himself. And they were... Uh, known members of the Portuguese gang. I don't believe any of those were the ones that actually killed him. Um, I believe there was one more. That, 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 there was somebody that got away. At least one person that got away. And um, that's who I'm looking for. I don't know what they look like or who they particularly are. I need to avenge his death. He's, he stood against everything that was evil and stood up for all of justice. He was a great man. I'm sure you would have loved him if you met him, Zibi. Yes, and that's what takes me everywhere now, really. I, I have to avenge him, and I, I, I've made it my life mission. Well, so the Queen, if you need any help, or if you find this chappy, um, let me know. I'm always here. Well, thank you, Zippy. That does mean a lot to me. It's, um, it's been quite lonely. I've, I've not really opened up to people, and I've been very um, alone for quite some time that I haven't, I haven't trusted myself to take my eyes off things and... Be distracted by anything so um yes i do appreciate that the, the offer for the help that's not a problem you know there's there's uh not not uh, to 
kind of butt in here soliloquy, but you know, we we are there for you. There isn't uh, quite such a pure emotion as as uh, love and pure unbridled vengeance. Well, if there's any kind of motivation, so. vengeance is definitely a big motivation. I mean, I, I, I feel like we've all lost some kind of family. When Robert took me on, I, I met his wife, and she, she was a wonderful lady as well. Um, and then eventually his son came along, and I felt like, like his son was almost like my, my little brother, you know. Or, and I was his protector too. That I was, um, I was part of their family. And but when I lost Bob. Um, unfortunately, um, his his wife was so hurt and upset, as you can imagine, because she couldn't forgive me. Um, I I lost her. I lost his son. I lost my entire family. Went the day I lost Bob, and I've been alone ever since. Well, uh, you've got us now, Siliquia. Aye. I am. For better or worse, Siliquia. I think sometimes the best family is the family you find along the way. Mm. I hope so. I um, I, I know I'm never going to find anybody like Bob, but um, I hope I can at least find the nearest thing. I am sure you will. As you each wind down with this conversation, it's been a long day. It's been a long evening. Um, you are now, you are now, thankfully for Rana's case, full of food. You turn now <laughs> towards bed. Towards sleep. I'm fully trousered. You turn now towards sleep, towards bed, heavy hang your heads with thoughts of each your own memories and reflections that you've sort of pondered on this evening. And as the night draws on and as you go drift off to sleep, the world is quite peaceful as the rain finally stops outside. 